0: Romans 8.1, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Romans 8.39, there is nothing in all creation that will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord, when we understand the text. This is when we understand the text, studying God's word to reach all the riches of full assurance in Christ. Find all our videos online at www.wutt.com, as well as links to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Here's your teacher, Pastor Gabe Hughes. Thank you, Becky. We continue our study of the book of Romans. This week we start chapter 8, and I'm going to start by reading the whole thing. This is Romans chapter 8, verses 1 through 39. The Apostle Paul wrote to the church in Rome, There is therefore now no condemnation, the Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with Him in order that we may also be glorified with Him. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. For the creation waits with eager longing for That neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And there you go. If you followed along with me, you have covered an entire chapter of the Bible today. This is a beautiful chapter that we have set for us in the context of Paul's letter to the Romans. But one of the things that we find here, I don't, I don't know if you noticed some repeating themes that were coming up as we went through the chapter, but the word spirit came up very often. In fact, the Holy spirit himself is mentioned 20 times in this chapter in Romans chapter eight. If you were to do a systematic study on the Holy Spirit of God. You would have to include Romans 8 in a good chunk of that study for the Holy Spirit is mentioned more here in this chapter than any other chapter of the Bible that mentions the Spirit of God. We start off in Romans 8, 1 with a beautiful verse and one you have surely had memorized, something that you've reminded yourself over and over again There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And if you're a person that likes to underline or likes to highlight, yeah, check that out. Underline that one. Memorize it. Remind yourself of it constantly. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Now, that statement works on its own, but you notice there were a, a few words there at the very beginning that mean something, that point to something we just finished up studying. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Well, what are we referring back to when we say therefore? Well, you know what came at the end of Romans chapter 7, if you were with us in that part of the study last week. So Paul says in Romans seven twenty one. so I find it to be a law that when I want to do what is right, But with my flesh, I serve the law of sin as we are growing and walking in sanctification, as we are desiring to be holy as Christ is holy, those occasional instances in which our flesh dwells upon the things of this world, our flesh condemns us. As I've heard Alistair Begg say that you never feel farther from God than when you are indulging in a particular sin, you can have The passions of your flesh, you can entertain those things that you want in this world, or you can have assurance of salvation, but you cannot do both. Uh, I'm trying to remember exactly how he says it. Something like disobedience and assurance are not friends. They do not stay in the same house together. You can either disobey God or you can have assurance in Christ. And oftentimes when somebody comes to me and says, you know, how do I have assurance of salvation? Sometimes I might probe a little bit to wonder if they are walking in any particular sin. Is, is there a sin that they're desiring that they can have, but also have assurance of salvation? If they're doubting their salvation, there's the possibility that they may be going after some sin. Now, I'm not going to say that, that, that that's what that always means whenever somebody asks me that question. It's not what I assume. But as a pastor, I, I still want to probe a little bit. Because I'm trying to help you. I want to help you understand this dilemma. How can I have assurance of salvation? And if you think that you can sin a little bit, dabble in this world, go after things that your flesh wants and still have assurance of salvation, you will find that those two things are incompatible. uh, So once again, you can either obey God and have assurance or you can disobey God and you will not have assurance Jesus said that whoever abides in my word, you are truly my disciples, John 8, 31. And then he goes on in John 15, 7 to say, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. You ask God for assurance of salvation. You ask him for the strength to be able to resist that temptation. You are doing that according to the word of Christ that dwells in you because you know that you must call upon God for the strength to be able to resist those things that our flesh would otherwise lead us astray in. First John 2, 14, I write to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. I write to you, young men, because you are strong and the word of God abides in you and you have overcome the evil one. So it is by the word of Christ dwelling within us that we desire to obey and walk in that we are able to resist the schemes of the devil. Even those things that play upon our flesh who will save me from this body of death. Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And then when we get to Romans 8 1 there is therefore now. No condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. I'm sorry, I skipped a verse there because it says, thanks be to God through Christ Jesus, our Lord. I missed the rest of the verse. So then I myself serve the law of God with my mind, but with my flesh, I serve the law of sin. So once again, if we're desiring sanctification by the power and strength of our own flesh, we're never going to get there. As we were talking about when we were going through Romans chapter seven. In fact, dwelling upon those things in our flesh is just going to awaken the sin desire in us. The example that I gave is if, you know, you get tempted by something and you just focus on that temptation, almost as if you're you're trying to do some sort of mind over matter thing. I'm just going to look at this. I'm going to try to solve the problem. I think I can I can do it myself. I can solve this issue and I can overcome this temptation and then I will be sanctified. We'll see if you try to do that by your own power, you're never going to get there. You're you're actually awakening in yourself the desire to sin because where is your focus? It's not on God. That's where it needs to be. You focus on God. You turn to him. You cling to Christ. The devil will flee from you. If you're looking at the sin, then your focus is not on Christ. You're looking at this sin over here and trying to find in yourself, mustering up in yourself, some ability to overcome that and sanctify yourself and make yourself more holy, which you can't do. God is the one who makes us holy. He is the one who justifies, and he is also the one who sanctifies. So we must turn to Christ by turning to our own power and our own strength. In our flesh, we serve the law of sin, the law of God with my mind, the, 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 the law of sin with my flesh. How is it that I'm able to overcome those things that by my own power I cannot overcome? Romans 8:1, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So, those struggles, those conflicts that we have in our flesh as we are growing in sanctification should not cause us to despair. The moment that we sin should not make us think, well, there it went. I just lost my salvation. It's gone. I don't have it anymore. Because I just sinned. So that's the proof that I've not ever really been saved. Because didn't Paul just say back in Romans chapter 6 that if we are alive in Christ, we are dead to our sin. And sin will have no dominion over you. Since you are no longer under the law, but under grace. Well, if I've just sinned, then apparently I'm not under grace. So I'm still under the law and I've lost my salvation. Okay. So again, by your flesh, you're never going to be able to find assurance of those things regarding the salvation that we have in Christ. It's focusing on Christ that we have our assurance. It's focusing on Christ that we have our sanctification. Romans 8, one. there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Now, the context of this verse here is not that others are condemning us. Paul is not saying this in the face of other people who are ridiculing us and condemning us and making fun of us for the faith that we have. That hasn't been the context here. We've been struggling and wrestling with things within our own flesh up to this point. So you yourself cannot condemn yourself even when you fail to achieve the sanctification that can only be achieved in Christ. It doesn't mean that you've lost your justification There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Turn to Christ. He's the one who will keep you steadfast. He will grow you in holiness. He will keep you to the end. That's what we have throughout this whole chapter. That's really what Romans 8 is about. It is showing us Christ and knowing that in Christ, we will always be in Christ. Because it is by the power of Christ that we're in Christ. And Jesus is never going to let us go. Therefore, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Not even God condemns us because he has given his son for us as an atoning sacrifice. So whoever believes in him will never be condemned by the father. He receives us as sons and daughters of God. We see that come up a little bit later on that by the power of the spirit that is within us, we have received Adoption as sons and daughters, and it is by the Spirit we cry, Abba, Father. Verse 15. We know God as Father through this adoption that we have. The Spirit that dwells within us, the 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 amazing power of the Spirit in the Christian's life is what we're going to see through Romans 8. But it's bookended. It starts and and ends. Romans 8 begins and ends with a focus upon Christ, and having that focus on Christ again is. The Spirit, the Holy Spirit showing us the Savior, for he is the one who testifies to the truth, as John talks about in 1 John chapter 5. So look at the head and the tail of the verse, very beginning or sorry of the chapter, very beginning of the chapter, very end of the chapter. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. That's Romans 8.1. And then Romans 39, there is nothing else in all creation that will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. We're beginning and ending the same way. Just Paul is saying it two different ways. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. Nothing in all creation will separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And then what a wonderful journey through Romans 8 we have in the rest of the chapter between those two statements i'm going to go ahead and stop there though and we'll pick this up again tomorrow coming back to romans 8 1 and uh and continuing on at the start of this chapter we'll be in this for a few weeks because this chapter is just so wonderful and full let us come to the lord in prayer heavenly father we thank you for your goodness thank you for the salvation that we have in christ and your spirit who dwells within us and may we be obedient To the spirit, may we focus upon Christ. The spirit testifies to the truth, shows us the son who reveals to us the father. It is this this love for the Trinity of God that we have because of what the Holy Spirit has revealed to us in our hearts through the word of God. We have salvation by this word. We have assurance of our salvation by this word. We have sanctification by this word. So grow us in this word and and by your spirit that dwells within us. For as Paul says in 1 Corinthians 2, it is the spirit that discerns spiritual things. The spirit of God reveals to us the things of God. And so I, I pray that we see you all the more, even as we go through this day. Help us to be reminded that there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Let us not be ashamed before God, but receive our our washing, our cleansing of those things that we have done wrong that we may walk before you in righteousness and holiness. First John 1.9 Whoever is faithful to ask forgiveness for our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Cleanse us today, God. Teach us to walk in uprightness and holiness before you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you for listening to When We Understand the Text with Pastor Gabe Hughes. If you'd like to support this ministry, visit our website, www.utt.com and click on the Give tab in the top right corner of the page. Join us again tomorrow as we continue our Bible study, When We Understand the Text.